0: Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another episode of Politico. I am your host, Juan Collado Diaz, and thank you so much for joining me in this episode today, where we're going to talk to incredible experts and non-experts about all amazing political stuff that they know and things that we might not know, you may not know, and I may not know at all whatsoever. So get ready, because you and I are going to get our minds blown, and the guests might get their minds blown, too, by things I say. Um, With that said, let's have a blast together, and let's get political. Today with me, I have Andre Cato, I have Vanessa Jones, and Ed Barr. They're going to be talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse situation that happened in 2020 during the uh, BLM riots. So let's get ready to talk and get with this. Uh, Let's give the microphones to you guys.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Vanessa, and I am a retiree, and I am a social science bachelor's degree grad student. And in the community, I assist with my team here, uh, volunteering and uh, human rights activists, political rights activists. And um, in the senior citizen circles, I'm active in that and enjoy my life with my grandchildren and great grandchildren.
2: Uh, my name is Ed. Uh, first and foremost, greetings and salutations, a.k.a. Mr. Um, well, I got Mr. Reparations with me on my side, but <laughs> I am under my Activision account. That just happened in Call of Duty. And if I stabbed you, it was on purpose. Um, a.k.a. you know, step of the villain. Uh, who am I? I am first and foremost the child of the Most High. Um, second of all I consider myself to be a conservative constitutionalist and um, yeah pretty much I usually if I say something I stand on that
3: you know and that's that hey what's up everybody thank you Juan, for having me Vanessa Uh, first of all give honor to God the pastor Alright, let me stop playing. Uh, I'm Andre Cato. I am the proprietor, co-founder of, and creative director of Master Boy Entertainment and Master Boy Ventures, a multi-faceted, multi-integrated uh, media company. And so that means, yes, I'm probably a professional hobosexual out here playing pickleball with your grandma and your mom at the same damn time. I am also represent the other half and co-founder of the Mighty Mighty Remitters aka kato Soros by some aka dre 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 and no reparations because we came to take it back the kingdom taken by violence let's go let's go why <laughs> all right thank you
0: everybody so let's um uh, let's begin talking so let's go there um let's talk a little bit about the situation with kyle Rittenhouse. um i mentioned this and this topic came in the middle of a conversation where we went like 20 different things um so first, let's jump in and let me ask everybody, do you think that he was, um, that he had the right to be there and why, did, I mean, he had the right to be there, but why did was he there? Do you think he was supposed to be there? Do you agree that he should have just stayed his ass home and do nothing because it's not like his problem was a town over or... What what are you like what is your personal beliefs there? Right? You guys decide or let you guys decide who starts and who goes first.
3: Okay, cool. Me. Um I'm like Schultz. I really don't know nothing. But uh I actually think that Mr. Rittenhouse is well within his rights, particularly since he was driven there by his lovely mother, who I'm sure cares for him dearly. Uh, and that seems to uh, given him the permission so far, as I understand, to be where he was with her authorization. And I think that he's got a freedom to be where he likes to be. I know he's been condemned for being out of place and out of order, but I think that we treat our young people far too delicately. And we baby and papper them. And at the same time, we demand and command and keep scratching our head as to why they're not more mature, um, why they are not more involved actively. And what are they going to do about bringing this country into where we think it needs to be to be balanced out in the future? I think you need strident and strong, ardent, focused young men and women to take a stance. And sometimes that may be something that results in violence and death. We don't like to think about that as a part of the peace process, but it is.
1: okay now my opinion is uh, i'm not going to piggyback on that i'm going to give you my opinion first as a mother and grandmother there's no way in blank that i would authorize any child under 18 in my family or friendship circle because the uh, responsibility of carrying a weapon to do harm or not harm is something that a mature person of age and life experience should do i found his mom i would never ever go along with anybody taking any of my family or children that i talk to children out of my circle all the time and within my circle because sometimes they can't talk to their family about something they have want to have an opinion about so but i wouldn't give them advice i would tell them i don't think that's a good thing to do you can get peaceful resolution and make sure you're old enough and wise enough maybe his mom might not be too wise even at her age even though she's his mother oh that's fired so there this is the, the really my reasoning here um we all have a intelligent quota with it doesn't have to do with our age so i don't think she should have went with him or thought that was a cool idea for her child to go in the line of fire and say wait a minute now we're going to have to step back and let the law do what they need to do first of all we got to stay in our own county city state where we're protected by those laws because we live here let's stand back and watch this for a minute that's what i said about the maturity of the mother a child can go out and be reactive without guidance. That's what the ancestors and your parents is for, to give you guidance, love, and direction. So I am not for her approving it, going along with that. And now your child has part of three people, two that aren't here now, and one who is mentally permanently going to be damaged the rest of their life, and they are will be stuck by the story. OK, your child's going to be stuck by the story. The woman's going to be stuck by the story, these people that lost their lives. This whole circle of things is out of control. So that all of this is ruined, and all she could have said is just stay home. Let's talk as a family unit. Let's even get a minister in. Let's get this person in, a social worker, whoever this kid needed to go see to say, I want to do this, Mom. What do you think? I would never tell my child to go out there. I'm gonna take you and let's t- put the law into our own hands. I love mines too much, seriously, to do that. So that's that's my opinion on that part. So absolutely not. That's not my social work thinking. That's my life experience and that's the love for my children. Next.
2: Okay. Um. I will take a gander on that uh as far as her viewpoints go, um him being 17 he was well within his rights to actually own a shotgun a shotgun or a rifle um you have to be 21 to own a said pistol um for which he did not as far as being a live human being and traveling there should be no issues in my opinion according to the constitution behind that Um, Like I started at the beginning of this podcast, I am a conservative constitutionalist, so I see subject matters like this differently than most, okay? Mm -hmm. From my understanding from the stories um, and my beliefs is that he was well within his rights, regardless of the fact that, you know, a lot of people look at it racially and the fact that he was a pigment-challenged young male, toting a gun, Going and looking for war honestly if you paid attention everything that was going down even involved with the case that he was fully acquitted of he actually was going to the neighboring town. To visit his friend at the store to help him make sure his friend's store didn't get violated, vandalized, whatever. But he also went with peaceful means, even with medical equipment and stuff. He was trying to help keep the peace. And I don't know about everybody else, but me personally, am I going to sit and wait 35, 40 minutes when people come in with guns saying the police is going to be on their way? No, it is my uh, God given constitutional right to defend myself my property my land against threats foreign and domestic um I honestly believe that there should be less um actual gun laws because most gun laws from origin and inception actually have racial innuendos behind them, and it violates your constitutional right um so for me, looking at all the facts. <clears throat> I honestly believe that gun education is what did. Like we teach our youth, hey, that's fire, that's a stove, it's hot, be careful. That's a tool that can harm, and that's a tool that can help. Uh, that tool that he used is one that can be used to stop a threat, literally, completely, because if you point it at something, you don't point at anything you don't intend to shoot or destroy, period. Um. That's my thoughts on the subject matter.
0: So, you know, I regularly, don't, I regularly don't express my thoughts on situations, but I have to join in this um, part and talk a little bit about it. So I personally, and this is, you know, coming from my libertarian perspective, I think that whoever wants to own a gun, they're more than welcome to. It's their constitutional right, as Ed just said. But I also wanted to... Um, I also wanted to mention and also share here that as, as long as even if it is your constitutional right you still have to follow specific like you know rules in in the states and one of them is you know if you're a minor and you don't live in a specific city it's just none of your business to uh you know to, to at least say it's none of your business to be across city lines trying to defend your friends store when your friend can either defend themselves have someone else or have an adult pretty much and just have someone there you know someone who's willing to do that or or just call the police when something like that is happening i mean i i know and i mentioned this before and if you follow me on social media you also know this the police is not the most helpful or they're never there then when they're there they're very they're little to no help so you know they're they're I'm sorry, but they're useless pretty much. And I'm going to say it that way. And I'm going to express it That's how I feel. But at the same time, maybe you have someone and not a 17 year old running around the city. If he was going to protect someone's store and his mother is driving him, his mother shouldn't drop him in front to up the damn store, not drop him halfway across the city to walk to that damn store. There's also no means that that kid should have been outside running, you know, while this is happening. So bad parenting that situation, that moment to drop your kid off, you should have just shut the hell up and stay at home. Um and pretty much, you know, I'm not gonna say it was a racially intent shot because it wasn't racially intent to shut someone, but him getting there was racially intended because by the time that he crossed like state borders, he was going there because black people were rioting. You know, it wasn't because white people are taking over the country. No, it's because black people were destroying the city as you know the white colonizers did when they came to america and destroyed mm-hmm. everything that the indigenous people had and that's how i you know how i personally see it how i personally feel about it um as i mentioned i never reg- regularly regularly in this podcast my personal opinion regularly it's more about the person but i need to jump in on that one so i'm going to ask all three of you um and you know choose to, to say i'm going to start with andrew then uh eddie then vanessa and this is more i mean personally believe like when he shot the person it was self defense, and it was true self defense. We it was self defense. Do you think then? Do you think that self defense happened? But do you think that the self defense could have been avoided if his mother would have been a better mother and dropped him off at the store, or he would have just been at his friend's location? I don't know if it was a store or a like establishment, but if it would establishment he would have been at establishment and he wouldn't been running around the city. So, what do you think this situation could be prevented? In other words,
3: I think this situation could have been prevented.
0: If it could have been prevented the mother would have taken a better action to drop him at the store location, or at least not not have him walking around the roads in the middle of the street like he was.
3: Um, I would say, I would give credence to your argument that things may have, because I, I didn't see how much the story was encroached upon if anybody ever talked about that. So I would say that there is a possibility that there might have been alternative ending to this situation if she had dropped him directly at the friend's instead of letting him walk there. But we don't know what the traffic situation was at that time. Um, just from what I've seen here in Cleveland, what takes place, there are a number of people that pop up at these things. Um, the other thing is that we have to be... I'm not even getting to my 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 truther bag, but we have to be mindful of who attends um these kinds of affairs, because oftentimes there are many, it's not organized nowadays. Every and anybody who wants to jump up and get cloud or say that they were there is there. They don't necessarily have any kind of conflict resolution mediation training. Um They may not be there for the right reasons. And then in addition to that, we know and we have known and there's documentation at least since. At least to my knowledge, my understanding, since the 1960s that COINTELPRO or kind of LPI counterintelligence has been full in full effect as far as infiltrating groups, um, showing up at events and functions and being the ones that under the guise of being the everyday Joe starting and initiating a lot of violence and trouble. And it's no telling if these dudes were part of that situation. And thought they were just going to get a clean come up because of course when you work with the alphabet boys and when you also work with the police as an informant there are certain liberties and graces that you are given that the average man is not given so they may have thought they were going to wash this boy and still get 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 a clean getaway and so i guess we could say that but we could also say had he not had his firearm that he may have actually become a victim and been bludgeoned to death, stomped and kicked to death or shredded some other kind of impediment or left as a vegetable, left in some catatonic state or some state subpart of quote-unquote normal existence and levels of, the, of moving. I mean, also, we can't Monday morning quarterback because a lot of people don't like to be told how they can parent. And here we are, although we're well within our rights to examine the situation, saying how, exactly how his mother dealt with it and how his surroundings dealt with it. They may have already had this conversation way before this event even happened, as we're having the conversation now. And they may have also had the conversation coming down the road and they may have thought that this was the best course of action. And if they were in line with their personal values and principles, even though we may not agree with it and they're left to deal with the repercussions, and I guess as an entire community that reverberates from their city, their state, their county into the rest of the country and the world um, that, you know, they may have they may have, to Vanessa's point, executed. A conversation about this in advance and this may be just how they act. They may have also act off the notion of a shotgun play, pun intended, because I love puns. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think that it's a 50-50 call. We would never really know unless we take a DeLorean.
2: Okay. So I guess the question was whether he was actually dropped at the location or as close as he could. Uh, from my understanding, with those type of events you can only get to a certain spot um and as my brother finally stated we don't know what conversation <laughs> you you, yeah <laughs> my long-winded brother has, has finally he's he's finally also uh explained and exuberated, <laughs> exuberated that um we don't know what their conversation was leading into it um Honestly, from my understanding, from looking at the trials here and there, I didn't get to see everything, but from the gist of what I got, um, he was actually at said store, and situations ensued outside of said store, and it led to someone who was grown thinking he was going to punk some young kid who had a firearm and from my understanding was trying to just take it and started using racial innuendos, from my understanding, towards him. But it's funny to me, because and none of this is racial, because all of the individuals from him to the victims were all pigment challenged. So where's the 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 racist or the racial clause? I don't I don't get it. Is it And even though it was supposed to be all pigmented people that was supposed to be wilding out in the streets, none of them actually got attacked. So I I don't see that. I just think that was some of the spin of the web and the news uh, and the propaganda to uh, exploit the situation because a lot of people feel that we as the people don't have a right to have firearms. Now, also, from my understanding the one guy seen in the video went to hit him and strike him in the head with a weapon at that point was being used as a deadly weapon, uh, which was a skateboard. He was actually running away from the scene with the firearms. And it got to the point that after he was struck once, struck twice, then he boop, boop, and he's on the ground. So it's not like he can't keep running. Was he supposed to stay there and just die and then they take the weapon and then he's just a whatever? No, I'm sorry. He was well within his rights to defend himself, and I stand on that. But um, now, could this whole situation have been averted, I think, was the other part of the question? I mean, we can always go hindsight, 2020 and what if all day long, but in reality, if it's your time, it's your time. One out of the three survived. And how many times do we push our luck? to actually go the wrong way. And one of those guys, actually, from my understanding, had a criminal background and, according to the rules of where they were at, was not allowed to actually even be in possession of a firearm, which, honestly, I personally feel is unconstitutional. But I digress. So, even with all of these said events, how do we not know there weren't troublemakers looking for heroes to make martyrs? We don't know that. All we know is this event happened. It was what it was. At the end of the day, is it a sad situation? Yes. Now, how do I feel about this as a whole? I feel we all need to train. I feel we all need to prepare. Um, my drill instructor, when I was in the service, made quite clear what you do is it's like we go by Murphy's law. Anything can go wrong will go wrong. So you train and prepare for that. And you hope that day never comes. Honestly, we don't set out to just take lives. That's not what this is about. But if the need comes up to to protect yours, that you have to take one, then that's what it's about. At the end of the day.
3: Um, just for the record, because I know again, already saying I, I, I deal in so, mm-hmm. in my perspective of understanding of the truth, people mm-hmm. say we're wacky, but. It apparently there was an eight o'clock curfew that night. So the question about what his mother should have done is almost moot. Um, in effect, as you could say that they were either through civil disobedience, to um, define the law, but every person that was at that place at that point in time were in, de- mm-hmm. were in exact defiance of an imposed curfew. I don't personally agree with imposed curfew, but there was one. So no one should have really been there. So we could ask the question if those guys had maybe stayed there ass across town where things have been different also it appears that he may have been within his right to actually be there the curfew i checked out so far and i don't know if it goes back to 2020 in that area is 10 30 p.m um and i don't know if that authorized wherever he's supposed to be because technically i'm assuming if this was a friend's store then he was with an adult um he was supposedly walking a lot and walking the street during um what do you call it when your security Oh, yeah. During right, his right, rounds. rounds yeah. And so it looks like he was primarily a lot of the time on the lot. One could say that he was marshaled as an official of that lot and thereby may even be looked at as a volunteer and or employee. At which case, I don't know what the rules are about that, because when I was in high school, I had a job at that age. And there were many days that I was out after my curfew coming to and from work. Um, and then lastly, I would just say that it looks like the event took place between somewhere between 10 o'clock p.m and eleven PM. So he again may have had this happen because it says the event took place from what I can gather two hours after the 8 PM curfew, which would have made it ten. So again, that puts some more questions about where he belonged or where anyone belonged that is a slave, any citizen the right of the United States. That is awful. But to, but to
1: add with you, Andrea, um to you know to add
0: to what you just said. Um your and this comes to the specific part of curfews uh curfews are lifted when you do have a job and employment in every single one of the 50 states curfews are lifted if you have an if you are coming or or going or leaving your job so curfews don't work as long as you're going to your place of employment um you know kyle greenhouse was not going to employment um and still not and i did look this up Even though what he did, he was classified in the state vigilantism over being a volunteer to the state, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what he did. It wasn't about carrying the weapons. It wasn't about him. It was about what he was doing outside of the store. He was protecting property and not people. Because those people could have gone home and they could have boarded up that store and leave, which is what happened in Cleveland. And it was also what it was told. Many people didn't try to defend their stores with weapons were told by the police in Cleveland. And this law was also pointed in many states when that happened. And it's thinking when um, many states call martial law when that was happening, which means citizens are not allowed to be outside carrying. I mean, it's unconstitutional to tell us what to do, but it's also when they, when martial law happens, you're not allowed to be outside carrying a weapon or playing vigilante, because at that point, you can be charged as a vigilante, which in many states is the felony or like, or the misdemeanor for, so it depends on how it works.
2: And as far as a vigilante, I didn't see him being no Frank Castle in any of the videos going out talking about, uh, uh, and just boop, 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 through the crowd, taking out bad guys. I saw him actually telling everyone, hey, chill, chill out. He was trying to actually help people, which I don't know where that skews on the line of vigilantism. Um, so to me, it looked like he was more or less a medic that was armed. From my understanding. He looked like a medic that was armed, from my understanding. So, um Yeah. Um, so he can um in my own personal opinion, he uh was well within his rights, you know. Evidently, he cared for his friend. But as you did state, you know, I guess there is a difference between protecting property versus personnel. But who knows? We don't know how far it could have went. They could have stormed the thing and tried to actually take his friend out. That's another what if. But it didn't happen. All we do know is that grown men approached who looked to be like a young teenager because they seen him with a firearm and proceeded to antagonize and basically push the bear into the corner
3: Also, before I,
0: yeah. let, before I let um vanessa speak i want to make sure and clear that not only the opposition was open carrying and this again this was oh, happening yeah. every single one of the states that blm protests happened that was also blm protesters open carrying oh yeah so there were the, everybody was open carrying. i open carry as a blm uh, on the on the side of you know not the organization because I have shared my opinions on the organization, on my social media, that if you don't know, it's uh, going to be in the description of this uh, podcast, whatever, on Spotify and every other social, on every other platform. But I clearly, and this has been stated to everybody, you know, you are a lot of open carry, protesters are open carry, and I was a street medic, and I open carry. Um, I wasn't like open carrying a firearm, I was open carrying a crossbow with arrows loaded, pretty much, I could have shot you, I could
2: have send you down. Robin Hood. <laughs> hey, He was a super is, vigilante. <laughs>
3: You have fiddled the city. So
0: under loss. Under loss. I wasn't playing for there I appreciate it. But
3: under laws. <laughs> I appreciate it. You
0: know, under state loss. Firearms, bows, and arrows cla- are classified under the same level. Uh, yes, they are. Of arms. So yes, I they are. So you do open carry a, cr- a crossbow, a bow, and an arrow with no problem, which I did. But, like, but you know, again, everybody <laughs> open carry. So that was part of, like, also the antagonizing wasn't really because he was, like, on the far right. It was pretty much because
2: they were just assholes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm glad honestly that you did still choose to open carry. I'm for everyone actually carrying whether concealed or open. Um honestly, I personally feel everyone needs to be uh walking with two guns like yo 70 blam bam bam, you know what I'm saying? But um one for each side, left and right cuz you never know where it's going to come from with training. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And also uh, the reasoning behind that is because when I was in ninth grade, I had to do a report on actual gun violence uh, from the cowboy area to that current time, which was in 1996. And I found that Areas that had more gun control laws actually had more deaths per capita of gun violence than ones that had more laxed gun laws. And the whole idea of shootouts at high noon was heavily embellished by Hollywood and movies and stuff. And it wasn't to the same degree. Honestly, I'm for all of that because all the idiots die quick. I I digress. (laughs) I stand on that. But anyways, um human preservation kicks in how many gun stores do you know that get robbed during the day i'm still waiting i'll keep waiting gun stores get robbed at night when no one's there human preservation kicks in so when there is in the military we use it as a term as a soft target that's why you have all these mass shootings which is a highly embellished term at schools and stuff those are soft targets now back in the days um I remember factually that students used to be able to bring their hunting shotguns to school. There weren't school shootings then. So, I mean, what is it? All I know is the more our rights actually get um, violated, the more trouble you see later.
1: OK, I'm going to speak on being a baby boomer and of the civil rights era. And as a little child, I literally was on 86 and Cedar. I will never forget this. Seeing a tank go down our street completely out. And I told my brother, two years younger than me, once. I said, look, a real tank, the ones that you play with on the floor. My father flew outside, snatched me and my brother, brought us into the house. I heard all this conversation about the Huff riots, and he was saying, "Why well, we couldn't go over there, but as a little bitty, like, six, seven, eight, nine-year-old, listening to this, it's just, like, flooring you, you know, a little kid see a real tank, and the guy sticking his head up out of the tank, going down the street, so I'm just saying, you know, this is, like, the things that shock children, and my father, thank God, the type of person he was, he was thinking, like, uh... Oh hipster he gave me a real conversation about um black pride black rights why is this happening why we can't go over in that neighborhood he said people are angry people are, aren't being treated fairly so not just people that look like me and he pointed to his skin he was a mixed man and he didn't even know he was a mixed man but anyway he said it looked like me he said and we're fighting for that well, he didn't tell us everything he told us enough for our age to understand and I also said my mind went back to that but just seeing kennedy killed on tv martin malcolm the tv the tv the tv showing us this as such a little young age and then i'm bringing it up to now for a reason thank god civil rights had to happen this is why we got the rights to do the things that we're doing right now now going back to this as okay i'm gonna say this too i'm a mother of a army veteran i have uncles who are army veterans on the maternal side and my dad's best friend is same person my dad his best friend was in the Marines so I respect that about being able to carry a weapon but I remember my one uncle said one thing he said some of these young people ROTC aren't ready to carry he didn't say gun and my son is the veteran he said my we don't call them guns we call them weapons
2: yeah weapons or firearms
1: that's right he just kept on saying weapons Their and I was writing letters to him. And he said, Wait, watch your words, you're writing your letters to me and I'm mm-hmm. reading. And I said he said, 'cause you know they read our mails. Like,
2: yeah, as as a vet I can understand it. I said,
1: over <laughs> in Afghanistan. So I was like, okay. So anyway, I respect all the laws about responsible, age appropriate, mentally age appropriate you got these killers out here that are not getting a psych check to get a gun do we really know this young man's psychological profile did he have a history of problems delinquency obsession with guns some violence and crime in his community on tv in his neighborhood in his house was his father and mother both present most of his life how did they discipline him so this is my social psych thinking coming into play here. This is why I was saying, I would never encourage a young person to take action to defend, yes, this is your friend, but do not forget this is your friend up. Do we step into this and we don't really know all the laws where we already live in because some people aren't as wise as we are sitting around this table to learn our laws. As a person of color, when I went to college is when I really started learning loss i heard my ancestors talk about it so if my home was like that and i'm at this other side of 50 like i said i don't know what his mother's psyche is to let her child think it's okay yes to be on your friend's side yes to be uh choosing to think this is the right thing to do we have a right to decide this but her stepping into this space and saying, "Hold on, my son might go and do this. I might. He might lose his life. He might not lose his life. He might get hurt. Someone else might get hurt. Me, as a person, I'm not putting minds out there to take that risk." Now, when my son decided to go to the military, and was a man, he was oldest in his platoon. I'm going back and forth for a reason. I'm talking about mental stability, mental maturity, psychological maturity, psychological stability. So. This is why (laughs) this country out of all the countries in society, we have a lot of rights, but still some laws haven't been thoroughly thought through and then let it get aged and have experience and then say, let's rethink this. Even the way this country was made and developed and this Bill of Rights, the um, Constitution and all this, it needs to be completely to me, this is my opinion, after studying all this to my bachelor's level, uh, really rechange because the first how they even brought this country to existence. You don't come over into another country and just wipe other people out and take over their land because they don't look like you, they don't worship like you. Then you're going to take people from other countries and make them slaves and say, we don't worship you for free. We over here, we pirates, we thieves, we uh, open minded thinkers about how we, we, we're witches, all kinds of things. We can't uh, worship how we want in our country. OK, but still you did bad things while you were over here. Colonizers, Puritans, Pilgrims, <laughs> doors, all of them. So where they were at when they made the Constitution and now, how many years is that? 400? Um, think about the countries around the world. No, they're constantly changing their laws. Canada, Norway, as you know who said, the nice countries, the happy places they that shit over, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that these, we're like still stuck. So there's a lot of laws that still need to be changed. I took plenty of government classes under my social work that I didn't even need. But I did it for a reason so I could talk. Like we're talking now, Roundtable, and for my legacy. To tell them, look, you go out here and you make a mistake. Whether I approve it or not, you made a judgment call at whatever age, under 18, to go out here. I would never. Not mine's not going out there with my permission. You better be eighteen, and still really twenty-one. Mm. I don't think eighteen ain't ain't it. I'm gonna say twenty-one. I would stand on <laughs> that. I'm, not. <laughs> I'm with the other adult
2: or a dog. <laughs>
0: Fuck you. I, came, did, I, just, <laughs> I, I, I can't she does she just dead her
2: respectfully Respectfully. I can only show Yes, the other yes, yes, yes. No. The other okay.
3: See, okay. that's why they <laughs>
1: have to that's why
3: that's why they <laughs> after okay. our neck. So so well, anyway, back, back to the law. though. So I'm I'm, know, out
1: my, I'm thinking children. as a mother, thinking as a social worker, thinking as social science. And I'm thinking about the young man also who thinking he's doing the right thing to be with his friend for his cause even martin said riots gonna come if people are unhappy and things are being done unjustly towards them so we have our allies he was trying to be somebody's ally his mom probably thought that was okay she's got a right to her opinion that's what her mind thinks of it i'm just saying mine would not do that my life experience my culture experience my education hell no that's not the right thing to do Okay, not the kids still go out and do it. Guess what I'm gonna sit there
2: and say? You're responsible for your own action. No, no, I don't
1: have okay. money to bail you out if Trump
2: almost let you know. Okay, fun. so so I, I got I got a question. So first and foremost, this area that it happened in, was this considered a low class area? Was this like a hood area? Was this a project type area? Was this the bad area? Urban that these ghetto. events was just an urban ghetto the, uh, area house. Or, or, urban sort of Rittenhouse thing.
3: or a huff because there's two things that are could be yeah, well both i'm talking about both okay. i'm talking so, about both
0: so huff classified back in the day huff was i don't want to say that it was a middle class but it was a working low middle class area <laughs> now, now now after like
2: pretty much you know it's that, like the projects now right now
0: it's the projects right now right and it's classified the ghetto uh mm-hmm. it was in cleveland Now, Rittenhouse neighborhood, I am not actually aware No,
2: where he went to, not where he stayed, where he went to. Something
0: like Rittenhouse, like where the situation happened with Rittenhouse, I'm actually not aware.
2: Okay, so what I'm speaking upon and the reason I'm bringing this up, regardless of the laws, first and foremost, I always say the one law that is supreme over the land is the Constitution, even to the point of where unjust, unconstitutional laws got to go back to the Supreme Court so they can dead them. So let's get that out the window. Like I said, I stand on that, the Constitution period um the reason i bring this up is because of tyron's rat experiment that happened in 1942 so basically psychologists took like 40 rats and put them in maze a and they took 40 rats and put them in maze b okay this is in the early 1940s so what they did is in maze a they basically made them have enough room they could go wherever they want They had clean, good food, no poison, no chemicals in it, pure, good water. They could do whatever they wanted, and they stayed in this maze for four months. After four months, they cleaned out the maze, took all the rats out, and they put the rats back in it to see if they could make it through the maze. They did. Now, here's the thing. It was a total of 80 rats they used, okay, something like that. They all came from the same gene pool. Now, The rats in control group B were in a maze that was tight. It was cramped. It was filthy. They had horrible food, horrible conditions. It was bad. After four months, they took them out. These rats didn't know what to do. They couldn't even make it through the maze. So then they were like, well, wait a minute. These rats over here in B is stupid and the ones in A is smart. Well, why don't we flip it and see if the smart ones can go in there and then they can make it through the maze. Okay, now here's the kicker. So, the rats that were in B went to A, now all of a sudden they're thriving in the good thing, good food, good clean uh, uh water, always the, the like the scientists kept it cleaned of of of, of 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 pee and urine and all of that and all of that. But what they found that happened with the now switched rats that went to control group B, they started seeing signs that the rats. Basically started gangbanging amongst themselves, meaning that they started stealing food from each other. They started murdering the other rats. The mother rats had nothing to do with the children. All they were concerned about was needing their fur and making sure they were good. Um, The male rats started raping the young mice rats. This is is, it's, it's a literal thing. You can research it. Um and they were raping the boys and the girls, and all of this was going down. Don't that sound like Control B was the projects? Mm. So, is it learned behavior or is it your environment? A lot of times it's a product of your environment, which is why I brought this up. So sometimes it's not the laws, it's what they press upon us to force us into certain situations that they know predictively what outcomes is gonna happen. Uh, Good.
3: I'll so, let you go on but I'm sorry, that no, that brings to mind the idea um, One, I I'd sometimes sit too much And think and try to make sure I'm not just Jumping out the window, but I did make an observation I'm not sure if you guys did, I believe it was between 1964 and 1965
1: Those riots happened?
3: Civil rights. The Christ. Huff riots mm-hmm. Okay, so if you go back and look I think it, it began because I was watching a documentary One night, um, late night On PBS And when I looked at it, I was like, wait a minute there were rights in Cleveland, there were rights in Detroit, there was rights here and now, there was rights the, all the way up to L.A., there was rights up to the Bay. Hold on one second. Everybody's this is being publicized. At the same time? Everyone's deciding that they want to destroy the area that they live in, that at that time still maintained some black proprietors in it. I personally don't think that that would be an authentic and organic thought for a group of people to have, because we would be as dumb as the rats they have Mm -hmm. in their studies as my brother said over here so (laughs) i suggest much other, other that these situations were spurred on or even stoked by the machine to happen and that they weren't organic so that we could sit and not think that we can think now speaking about thinking and development the teenager that i saw earlier from the 1950s is actually an advent of 1941 and you will know that these developers think at a minimum of 20 years down the road, 10, 15 years. So now think about it. In 1920, you're making a more decadent lifestyle in America with the roaring twenties. You segregate through the depression. People are coming out of that. They're getting all this boon of what happened with the Hoover Dam and what happened with FDR and all these programs. This money's coming to their pockets. The suburbs are slowly beginning to be, beginning to be developed. Mm-hmm. You now are on the precipice of what we now call youth culture. And the reason they invented this is so that you could get those youth, those indiscriminate youth dollars spent on more products. It also, contrary to historic historic meaning of when a man or a young woman became a man or a young woman, a young man or a young woman, which is much earlier in life, like ten or twelve years old, that it could pre when you call it it could arrest your development and keep you juvenile for a much longer time. Mm -hmm. So we really sound, no offense to you, infantile and silly and diminishing our thinking to think that our young people don't have the ability capability and capacity to think far deep and wide when they have the ability the capability and the capacity to bust mad nuts and make mad babies each and every one of them hey. from the burbs <laughs> to, to the poorest brothel and holler in appalachia I right i'm hoping ca- that
1: ca-
2: ca- okay now also, as a dad, you know I look at this and see all this other stuff, but I'm gonna let him come back to this. I, I don't, I don't want to lose this train of thought that we've been stepping on. So basically, um, you also gotta look at the fact of in this: how is it in the projects, all these hoodlums is coming up with rocket launchers? grenades mm. AKs, ain't none of them been to iraq or russia to know what that is and they all have it Ooh, a crate mysteriously appears in the middle of the projects filled with arms come on now
1: in the community flooded with drugs
2: right and but, that, but that's,
1: that's also part so, of
0: the problem because our government officials and we know this i mean this is this is common knowledge i mean there's sales happening mm-hmm. after some of these guns at times like, as Vanessa, I'm going back to what Vanessa said earlier. Cleveland, I'm going to make this very clear, and I'm going to let the f fucking bum out there. There's no reason whatsoever right? Cleveland police, and any police department at a city level needs a fucking tank. Let's throw that one out there. If you need a tank, you call the National Guard, or you fucking run for your life. There's no reason why any department needs a tank. No, 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 no. Because police, police, like Cleveland police, are corrupted from... And most of them are very corrupted. So some of, that's how some of these weapons
2: well, go out in the streets. Well, we'll pause on that for a second because me being Supreme Constitution, as I am, um, I feel like it says a right to bear arms. It didn't say what type of arms. So them putting blocks on what type of arms we get. I mean, even the president himself said, oh, if you wanted to try to go against your government, you're going to need F-16s and tanks. Well, where's my f sixteen and tanks? And that's police, an arm. I just want to say,
0: <laughs> local police officers, are in no need of whatsoever of a tank. I am. Have, I have a, I don't agree that. I don't disagree that our like troops need a tank. I mean, fuck it. If you're in war, yeah, a tank I mean, is your best option. That's funny. So I agree that your local uh, like police department, like CPD or Akron Police, need a down tank when. And they we, call it SWAT. When we have seen the fucking levels of corruption among these departments, I mean, killing people, shooting someone ninety two times because oh, yeah. that person supposedly had a gun.
2: Oh, are you, you know, talking, like, are, you, are you talking about the situation where the car backfired? I was talking, Killing Walls, backfi- yes. <laughs> that I was talking about what
0: was when they shot him, but you know what I'm saying is, there is no reason, and this comes back to, like, in Kent, in Kent, you, uh, when they were having, like, um, college festival, like, College Street, they fucking had a tank, they killed people, yes. even Innocent okay. people got killed because the police thought in their authoritarian fascist power could do so, and that's a problem, when you give someone power off a tank, specifically a department that is already corrupted, you're gonna corrupt them more. You're well, giving them that ability. There's no reason why our department should need 50 million dollars to militarize themselves. Well, because as we, we are not right. in the middle of a war and the citizens are not standing right now against the government out of the sudden and they're gonna fucking go into a straight city hall. Well, it hasn't happened yet. It's
3: a paramilitary group and it's actually meant to, oddly enough, we talk about the protection of um, property. It's actually intended to protect the corporations, mm-hmm. AKA the cities in which they are- but again,
0: at that time, at that point, you either call martial law and get every single cop you have out there with the regular weaponry and some riot gear. There's no reason for them to need a tank. Well, I never
3: will be. They're real. They're real. I remember when um, there's a clip of a CBS Sunday news story, and they were they were going and showing what happened during Katrina when they were kicking indoors and taking people's firearms, and they were also raping and molesting women. And they were welcome. I mean, I'm not saying, they, know, know, people, I'm, I'm saying they, people's firearms. No, no, I'm saying when they were taken, I'm saying,
0: I'm saying why, I'm saying why does, why does a corrupt police department, and going back well, to what I
1: said,
0: need eighteen Well,
2: first and foremost, absolute power corrupts absolutely here in this present plane of existence that we are in, period. But I understand your passion behind why do they. My question isn't why do they. My question is, is why don't we?
0: And that's the second. You know what I'm. T- and I mean, fuck. I want to own a tank. Don't get me wrong. If <laughs> I can have a tank, I will have a tank. I, I'm I'm, a I'm, I'm, my
2: name. My name
3: is first on <laughs> this for that <laughs> Panzer. No, I believe. You no, know, I am a, that like the a real
0: can real right. Right. I can too. I mean, we I agree
3: 100 percent on that. I always I say that. It, yeah.
0: But I also have the belief, that there's no reason why a low. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna say it. A low live class department like Cleveland Police Department needs a tank when they can fucking fix their jail problem right now. We're like. County jail? Mm, it's literally right in and slowly dying. There's no reason to build see, see a jail that The problem late. is that the problem is, is that the county
2: jail isn't really the county's jail. It's actually a private corporation that owns the jail. Absolutely. Privatized. So it's privatized. It's not even and this whole system of jail is is jacked in its whole inception. It's just a money grab. It's not really about reform or trying to help people change or none of that. They don't care. They treat you like animals, about, and they it's hold it's about you.
0: Making the criminal. Then yes. It's about it's about making.
2: They kidnap people. It's a form it's of about, kidnapping. While they make money.
0: The misdemeanor marijuana offense into a felony killer in less than two months. That's pretty much what. The well,
3: you is get about. a you get a great I think a great reward from it from the idea of if there is just let's say somebody has sat around and designed a a plan like let's get hip hop violence we can do more things and ne- that make negative effects if someone just say like okay if we pull someone out of their household and out of their family you put them in prison or in jail for a long enough time that it they lose their job. They may be damaged reputation. Some of the relationships would help them move forward with opportunities. And now they're desolate. Maybe now there's some fracture inside the family. Maybe there's oh, violence yeah. outside of it, or abuses, or maybe someone's out homeless now and destitute. And maybe the children now they have lost one or other one or the other parent, and they have to resort to things that would make them become. Degenerate and maybe even hurtful to themselves and destructive to society, aka prostitution, aka um, what's the promiscu- promiscuousness or mm-hmm. yeah. um, oh. to becoming selling drugs, etc. etc even racism. petty stealing. Yeah. So you get to destroy. The family unit, which was the first founding
2: block to sustain. And then you get to put you
3: into prisons, which come with their own block grants and other financial aspects of it. And then you get to help guys like Bob Barker get rich. And then you get to kick people back out, ill-prepared, not healed, to your point earlier about mental wellness and mental preparedness and readiness, Vanessa. And, and, and we're back at going. You right. get to get that 200 bucks, the and proverbial 200 every time the, right. you take that
2: player around. And also what you get is once there's been massive studies that show that once you pull the dad out of the house, the house doesn't operate to its fullest capacity. And it's pretty much set up that if it's a single mom or a mom, I shouldn't say that a mom that is single trying to raise her children, they know statistically that it's anywhere from as low as a 70 up to a 95% chance that the children are going to end up in their penal systems, period. They know this. So they set up the system to pull the man out the house to fail the family, which then spills out into the streets. They know that a father that is single that is taking care of the children had 95% success rate. It's factual. They know it
3: and if I could be the old man on the hill, if we return back to talking about youth and their mentality, in those times that you grew up in and the other old ass person in the room grew up in. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, <son. laughs> hey, y'all shot first, y'all shot first. Y'all came at me with the proverbial skateboard. I just hit Listen, I love everybody here. Um, actually, um I was getting right, it that the youth, because I learned from an elder that one of the things we need to think about was twofold. When you are, one thing I asked him, I said he was involved in, um, Freedom 64. So down where they killed, um, those three workers that were doing, he said, we were pretty much young people. We were teenagers. I mean, some of us were even younger than being teenagers. Two things that he noted to me, I said, well, did you need to, what, what does that mean to you? He says, we need to think about how we train our young people and show them who their history are and what they are, that they're capable, many times the young people, because we forget because of Martin Luther King and Abernathy and this one and Abe Lincoln and all of them niggas, and we forget about the fact that i'm sorry ninjas can you edit that cool <laughs> yeah it, it seemed to disturb it seemed to disturb the distinguished woman from the harvard area <laughs> um
0: that andrew is a black man thanks he is a black man there's not such a thing as a white Andrew. just making that clear I will so speak. it's okay for okay. okay him to say yes.
3: the word that he said. I, I have no problem with anybody saying anything much like myself if you can take what comes with what you said. So that being said, he said that we don't remember that it was the youth, a lot of what happened was youth-oriented and youth-driven. Mm-hmm. And we seem to have erased that from our memories. That means that these young people... To the elders who said they were around in that time period, were many of the ones that were going out where they weren't supposed to be, when they weren't supposed to be doing what they weren't supposed to be doing in the name of freedom. So it's really how do you marshal the mindset? It's not even if you're in the proper mindset, because that was pretty much a very broad scope, even though I wasn't there. Now, so we're saying that we need to think about our youth and how we teach them and what they're capable of and what their real powers and what their real history and legacy is in this country and in the world. And then I asked him. I said, "Sir." So a lot of people talk about the softer side. You got your Malcolm, the harder side, you got the Malcolm X, you got the Panthers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Some people talk about more of the kinder, gentler side. You have your Gandhis of the world, you have your MLKs of the world. What do you think is the discussion and debate about these two sides being at odds? He said, no, sir. He said, young man, we were able to do what we needed to do as peace lovers and turn the other cheek because we had somebody that, to... we had somebody that they knew was going to smack them back. We yeah. had somebody they knew was going to take a firearm and split their wig if need be. Right. So they I don't know this face whole face. Kyle Rittenhouse dynamic, but we're really—I would ask the question. I won't say I love to make statements. I think I know just about everything, <laughs> and, <I always laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm mostly—I'm mostly right. I always agree to this. You guys, just I'm from the future. I'm from the future. You guys usually catch up to me in about five to 10 years. But I'm going to say are we doing our young people a disservice with this conversation to instead of look at the foibles and the weaknesses of the game that everybody's going to look at, instead of looking at, look, how would we redo the situation? Same way with this young man being at that scenario with the firearm to make him stronger. And make him maybe a little bit more bulletproof to the scenario is there a way and then if that's not the way then what are the steps to which you get to successfully and properly arrive at being at the car dealership guarding your friend's property because we just say it's either or you're either there and you're a villain because the media basically told us so or you're at home and you're a nice young boy pat on the head good boy
0: let me um so you know like let me return really quick back to um the thing and we'll go with Vanessa from Vanessa to um Andrew over here um Eddie you're always in the middle no matter what um let me ask now you know I'm not I'm not going to really go into much with this guy because um fucking times ten a florida man who is a rich american i don't know wig owner or whatever um i'm not going to even bother to give him too many titles a florida man met with Kyle Rittenhouse, I guess he's important somehow. I don't care how important he is now. Um, and said that he was a nice kid. So then the Republican party and oh, everybody she. on the far right decided to idolize this kid. By doing that, they're teaching other kids, you know, in the middle of a riot, go and shoot whoever the fuck you want and whatever, you know, fuck it. Shoot, shoot whoever you want and kill them. That, that, that's, uh, America can do that. Which, I mean, if you're, ge- if you're being threatened, Be my guess and shoot them. Um if you have a gun. Um, you know, there should be no reason why we should be thinking like, oh my god, he's a hero. Because he really is not a hero. He defended himself. He didn't defend anything else. He's not a hero to anybody or the world. He's just an educated, an educated, I mean, an educated kid who just decided to go around and with bad parenting. Because again, I'm not gonna say that the mother couldn't get there, but the mother could find a way to get there and protect her own child without having to Drop him off, and is shit was happening outside of the store. As long as they don't come inside of your store, you shouldn't shut them. So, where do you? How do you guys think? Then this far right ideology of making this guy a hero. How is this going to affect the rest of our current youth? And how has it affected it? As of two days since this happened, I believe four years ago. So, Vanessa, I'll let you start. This is the last question, by the way, before we finish the podcast, and we'll go all the way to Andrew.
1: Okay i'm glad you let me start first short answers by the way yeah, a is short this week, but not um, the example that the young man made and you said it right it has put thoughts you cannot say it has not into not only him as a young man but other mothers who think like his mother it's okay you're gonna go out here and be a hero because senators are now saying hey look what you did i want, want you to work on my team and i know i saw that on the news i was like yeah what? it didn't happen and, the hell. and they smiling and like thinking this is cute and i'm thinking okay where is this any intelligence at to sell that the whole world here you just say that that's an okay thing to do like you said this outcome could have went very different ways again i'm going back to the family setting his mother could have prevented all of this by having a sit-down conversation. I don't know what was the dynamics in their household, his social upbringing, his church family. No, I don't know any of this. But I'm saying just to hear that senator say that is what upset me, probably even more than this whole thing, to say that that's something cute and okay. It wasn't thought out well. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. This, that whole thing was not thought out well. Look at the outcome and the, the, all these other dynamics didn't not happen these people lost their lives another the person that hurt and you got this twisted young man who thinks it's okay you know told all these other just by your actions alone all these other young people and their mothers who think like them oh it's okay to send my child out and um i'm gonna be it. you're crazy lady you drove your son somewhere a 17 year old that still may not have been emotionally intelligently physically mentally old enough to make a proper decision about a gun the proper usage of it the training has this boy been to arrange to know how to shoot a gun okay my family's from the south on my father's side they start basically in the womb at that generation and i'm gonna say up to almost maybe my kids age weird is still in the south my cousins and stuff know how to use guns way before i did they were older i was a second generation my father was the first and he told me clearly and that conversation was in the south particularly because of the civil war and jim Crow and everything else that happened down there and people that come from so like my mother's family from Kingston, jamaica so in the islands these places they teach young people out of the womb basically to use a gun they didn't have the laws that they have now but this is a family culture thing you went out you were hunting and gathering in a more modern state than the old ancestors from the our homeland of Africa motherland and wherever everybody else ancestors came from not just what they did then okay so getting back to now we live where you if you're going to use a gun there's laws you have to be a certain age and you need to be trained how to use it I'm if you go buy a gun damn it go to a range and or in the military whatever Big facts. uh sources you have so I don't think that child made a proper decision Or his mother. (laughs) And I'm just peeved about that. And that's not setting a good example. And that's my thought on that.
2: All right, Eddie, go ahead. Okay, so I'll make this short and sweet. You know, first and foremost, being a child of the most high and a conservative constitutionist, we can go to uh, biblical times. I'm not going to do that. I would say that those, if you want to, you could look. I Go by the King James Version. So you will go by Luke twenty-two thirty-six 36 through verse 39. I'm not going to read it right now because the battery's going. Um, so basically, it's talking about sell your um, uh, uh, purse or your cloak. And if you don't have a sword and go buy you one, that was the red letters. Word of Christ told you to do that. Everyone's always talking about uh, we know it's live by, die by, turn the other cheek. Yeah, but sometimes even our Savior told you, go pick that up. So at the end of the day, I agree that yes, education and training is necessary outside of that. Hey, you get what you ask for, especially if it's in the defense of yourself, your loved ones, your personal property or your beliefs. Honestly, that's how I feel. Because that's how the Constitution is. Everything else, to me, possibly is semantics because some things skew away from the Constitution and then it has to go and get changed later. And then they do and it's a long process. But in reality, life is precious. I'm not out here promoting, hey, shoot them up, bang, bang, like Yosemite Blam. I'm not doing all that. But in reality, if it come down to it, hey, we could break down the walls of Jericho and, hey, get it. If that's what you want. I shoot straight, but you can shoot straight too. See, the, see, the thing is, is you want to be prepared to go to war if necessary. But we should never have to go to war. We should always be able to compromise and at least communicate. That's the difference, and figure out and resolve our things peacefully. But as my brother so clearly said, when he found out from old school, hey, they got that backing, you know, and I pass.
3: Um, I will say this. First of all, I do agree, with my brother, that your mind is one of your strongest and formidable weapons. It connects to your mouth and you can really figure out how to use that body language and other kind of neural linguistic um, programming could be employed. We don't teach that. And I say that a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion. Still, someone who's going to do dirt and do grime is going to do dirt and do grime because that's what they would like to do conversely someone who wants to do righteous acts and kind acts and do the same thing the most high is our other actually our paramount defense because he can employ our minds to be in the right zone and our soul and spirit to be in the right zone to with be wisdom and be vexed by devils and move forward with wisdom and discernment. Um, do for self and screw everyone else. This seems to be very popular right now. It is permeated the youth because they've been taught this for a long time. And those of us that are older seem to be latching on to that same mindset. That's very destructive. So we got to think about that. These children are used to backdooring, aka undermining and playing their friends to the left, doing grimy things and unsavory things to their friends. Yeah, facts. Um, develop your mind. We already talked about that. This also is demonstrating something that only we talk about. Two things. One, why are we not asking about the cops in the military i don't know you And if i personally know you're in the military i don't know you i don't know the caliber of your character i don't know how long you've trained on firearms mm-hmm. i don't know your level i don't know why you're there and what your motives are so we need to ask that of the police and other paramilitary mm-hmm. and military groups this also shows me that the white man is teflon always a subconscious message in my opinion that is being sent through the media consistently mm-hmm. Along with the fact that white girls matter, we'll get to that one next time on the remitters. Um, so I think he's showing that more than just the youth. Mm-hmm. I also think that he's showing that the whatever I can't read will go. Um, yes, it could be influential to the children, but are we not thinking about things like the music? Not just rap music. I know rap music's a bad rap, but no pun intended, even though I love puns, I didn't think that one up, but the rap music and other music, both frequency-wise and Mm -hmm. lyrical-wise and the image put forth of them. If you ever watch that crazy Slipknot, you watch that crazy show Euphoria, the things they're teaching children to think about and how they think about life and how they think about violence and bombarded with, and it's being absorbed into their souls and I think it's a very spiritual matter of sorcery, witchcraft, etc. More on that later. Um, So, we got to think about those things. Also, we have not had a conversation about the Chicago incident where the young man was heralded because he protected his loudmouth mammy. Um, Um, (laughs) Who, in my own personal opinion, was in the wrong way out of line. Now, the dude took it extra, probably because he was very emotional and erratic. Who knows what's going on him? He took it too far, in my opinion. But he didn't take it uh, to threaten her life. He didn't take it to threaten her life. But we heralded that boy. We didn't ask why she had him out in that point. We didn't ask why she was feeding them malnutrition. They probably had red dye number 40 that affects her behavior. Mm-hmm. We didn't ask what she was eating in her mindset, how she's been talking to people all this time, or how she's been dealing with men all this time, or any cool. other person. And we didn't ask why the young man had the firearm with them. We just applauded them and say, this dude slapped her. They got off walking away scot-free. And shouldn't we think about how is that influencing the youth, especially disproportionately those that are programmed with soft minds and those that are in urban centers. And these
2: urban drill music, which specifically basically be like, oh, you turkey, I'm a backdoor, you got jelly, a biscuit, all that. Like seafood. look him up on uh, YouTube. He basically show you play by play. How do you think today?
3: So I don't think that that is all the entire group. Just like all of us are not righteous and all of us that are supposedly older are not don't have necessarily good foundational grounding, and we do make mistakes. And I think we just need to think back to how we can get back to really what it means to be loving of a person and to be loving of yourself and to have love in your community, even though the Bible never tells you to love yourself. And to seek wisdom. So I think if we start having conversations like this and they get employed and dispatched through your wonderful distribution network, then we may be at the beginning and the presses of a conversation. And then what actions are we going to take when we leave this table? And what actions are you, the beautiful, lovely listener and audience member and quote unquote citizen or man that God made freely to walk your, walk your planet, your city, and walk the jurisdiction of the earth? and do something about it, to put in a program to teach children, to give a gun program like Twisted, to give an after-school program like America Scores, to just be a friend or a neighbor that can offer a cup of water, or like the sister said earlier, some advice outside the family, because we tend to forget while we blame the mama, who else was in the community that could have said something? Those dudes that ran up on him, could have easily been like, "Hey, brother, how you doing? Can we get you a sandwich? Would you like a donut? What's going on with you? Why you come with? The, why you come with the shoddy, man? What's going on? Did you think that's necessary? Are you ready for this? Right, it's grown man business to quote ATL."
0: Absolutely. So, we, with that said, um, we will be probably recording a part two in the future of this, um, maybe a little more in depth with other things. Um, I will leave, um, in the description of this episode and also on our new Instagram page, everybody's, um, Instagram, whoever wants to be, uh, you know, tag and chair. So if you want to have more conversation in depth with them, we just open also an Instagram account for everybody who wants to follow, uh, the podcast on Instagram. It is Politico POD. So Politico Pod. And you can find us on Instagram. I will also in the. Link of this, uh, p- in the description of this podcast, I will link everything, and you can also start seeing soon enough. We'll have a website with notes where we will also link everybody's social medias. With that, thank you for listening. I will let Andrew say something before he goes.
3: Yeah, I just want to say thank you, brother, for creating this environment. Happy birthday, Vanessa. Happy May birthday. Next year, <laughs> and thank you for inviting me to here.
0: Absolutely. We're recording this on Vanessa's um, belated birthday, but it will be uploaded probably a little way after that because there's some editing to do. But with that said, um, we will be uh, back soon. Um for those listening to us before the holidays, Merry Christmas um, and Happy New Year! So- Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Politico with Juan Callao Diaz. Just remember that everybody's views and perspectives are their own and do not represent the ones of our team behind the scenes. Also behind the new intro song and outro song is our good friend the Cleveland alt Night Mackenzie Lev. Thank you so much for creating the no-name song because there's literally no name to the song other than Politico Juan's intro. Uh, With that, thank you so much for listening. Happy holidays, everybody. And thank you again. This podcast is a Spotify original from Anchor.fm and Chuck Norris
1: approved. Chuck Norris approved.